everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show and this is an episode about the Patreon selection of the month of February. We realise that it's actually now March. That's because February was spent catching up in 2018 movies because we're just about to hit our uh, best of 2018 and worst of 2018 videos. Uh, so slightly late. February is a short month so it's hard. That's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah. So February had thirty-one days. This would actually be still in February, just for the mm-hmm. record. You know, we're not that late. But yeah. So this is Dementia Thirteen. This was voted for by our patrons every month on Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV. We put four movies up for selection, and our patrons at the five-dollar tier vote for which one they want us to do. Uh, the theme of this selection was ABCs, and what we mean by that <laughs> is that one movie started with the letter A, one with B, mm. one with C, and one with D, and clearly the D movie one. And mm-hmm. we'll return to the ABCs every so often, and we'll do the next part of the alphabet. That's that's yeah. kind of the idea. <laughs> Which I love this idea when Tim thought of it because every so often we sometimes struggle to think of a theme. So the mm-hmm. next time we struggle, it'll just be let's do the next four oh, yeah. letters of the alphabet. <laughs> just got to, to get a movie beginning with E, yeah. easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Which is I not don't a know movie. If that's a movie. Yeah, it's not. It's not but <laughs> it probably is. No, I. I was surprised that you picked this one because usually, like, um, we'll try to start with the first movie if we're doing like a, <laughs> yeah, a series this, or something. This is a terrible <laughs> joke, Tim. And I, Joe, you know the worst part is I already saw you make this joke on Twitter. I saw you say, "Oh, I'm watching Dimension Thirteen. I should have seen the first film first. <laughs> People loved it. People <laughs> stood up out of their seats when they read that, and they <laughs> they cheered." They threw their phones into the water yeah. because nothing as good was ever going to appear on their phone screen again. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yes. Some people tell me they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funnily enough, actually, on, on that old joke, um, I, I this is a legit story. I was once like, with friends and we were like, oh, what, what movie should we watch tonight? And, you know, I was looking through my collection and I was suggesting movies that, you know, they maybe hadn't seen. And I got to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And no shit, one of my friends says, no, I can't. I've not seen the first two. <laughs> not as a joke. Not as a joke. Like dead serious. I've not seen the first two. That was really right. funny. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> that's like that's weird because I feel like yeah you don't <laughs> like uh, obviously I don't want to yeah diminish someone uh, <laughs> for making a mistake like that but like yeah movies usually aren't like titled that way <laughs> like you know if it's just like a number at the end that's fine but. Uh, yeah, that, that that would seem like a weird title convention. <laughs> okay, so Tim, you show someone the title Too Fast, Too Furious. What, what do you think they're thinking? Uh, I mean, that's just, that's all over the place. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, assuming they've never heard of the franchise, which I mean, is mm. weird now, but like, just, you know, you show you show, some, you show a Fast and the Furious Virgin, Too Fast, Too Furious <laughs> is a title. What is going through their head? Do they think it's the first movie and they're just crappy yeah. titles? <clears throat> is that, and that one is spelled, well, it's the number two with that yes. one, right? Yes, it's Too Fast, yeah. Too Furious with the numbers two. Okay. Is that, that is, is it the second one? It is, yes. Okay, I wasn't even sure myself because I, Lord knows what they they've gone on to now. Yes, because um, oh, it was Fast Five. This is where because the, the mm. first four are just all over the place with names, and then fifth mm. one was Fast Five. The sixth one was it just Fast and the Furious Six? I don't think there was like a pun for the sixth one, was there? Yeah, Fast and the Furious 6 doesn't really sound right either. <laughs> uh, maybe it's just Fast 6. Maybe they just use the same title again with the 6. Maybe. Which is, which is the, the the most consistent <clears throat> between two entries, admittedly, between those two. 
And then seven was Furious Seven. <laughs> oh yeah. And then it was the Is that like a is that supposed to be like a pun kinda or like on the Magnificent Seven or something or <laughs> I think so. And then the eighth one is the Fate and the Furious, which had an eight in the fate, I think. Mm, great. <laughs> the Fate and the Furious. I hope someone got paid a lot of money for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, um what is, is this like um is this like a comic book thing now where people like are afraid uh that people will be turned off by big numbers so everything always yep. has to be like relaunched and stuff so it's just all right that's they, so, so stupid so goddamn stupid <laughs> terrified of someone thinking they can't go to a movie if they've not seen the previous ones that's exactly why we had a new halloween movie last year tim and it was a sequel to the original but for some reason it was just called halloween mm-hmm. uh, so stupid <laughs> uh and there's, a, there's just another one wasn't there there's another one coming up this year like that where it's a sequel but it's just the same name Oh, I, I mean, I'm sure there's, a, yeah. you know, that, that's kind of, I guess, kind of the norm now. Yeah. It's, it's very annoying. <laughs> Even video games, God of War, like the new one, like it's kind yeah. of a semi-reboot, but it does kind of follow on from the first four, or first three. Yeah. Well, not a, not Devil May Cry though. They're, they're sticking a big old five on that one. Not caring. <laughs> yeah, only because they don't want anyone to think that it's uh, part of the reboot continuity. Like, now we have to make it clear oh, that true. we're part of the original <laughs> series. The Dante and Core back. That's right. Yes. That's true. <laughs> so that was five minutes, not about Dementia 13. So you you know you're in for a, mm-hmm. a treat today uh, with us tangent. It's a short movie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is. It's 75 minutes long. It's a very short movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Mm-hmm. The director of Guy, oh. Bram Stoker's Dracula. You're right. That's what you go with. Not The Godfather. <laughs> Not Apocalypse Now. That's what I know for. Yeah. I hate that movie so much. You're a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Guess what? I love it. So look forward to that episode. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. You know, one day we're going to have like a Dracula month and do like a bunch of Dracula movies. And that's Ooh. Gonna be- I do love that. You know what? I all right, I don't know how these things work, but I always see people, especially around this time for, I guess, March Madness or whatever, people always have these kind of brackets or whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, not not just for basketball, but like I'll see other like you know movie podcasts or something. They'll, they'll do like a, a movie themed one or something. And maybe we should do that one month where we have a you know some type of like Dracula bracket, Dracula or something where. Yeah, we just have all these Dracula movies and see who wins in the end. And then we do that movie. Sounds fun. <laughs> this sounds like a voting system, but there's going to be, like, instead of four options, there's like 16, and they get narrowed down as we go. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Isn't that, I mean, I, I, again, I don't know what much madness is. Maybe if someone likes sports, they can explain it to us. But <laughs> I think that's what it is. Like Two teams go head-to-head in a bunch of different brackets until eventually you have like one final winner or whatever. I think for this to work, the more interesting thing to do, because I feel like just having one world that we do at the end would be kind of mm-hmm. dull, because it's just one movie at the end, right? I think mm-hmm. what you do is you say, okay, it's going to be Dracula versus Frankenstein. So every, oh, okay. so we do a bunch of votes, or, or mm-hmm. no, no. So so we do a bunch <laughs> of movies that are like double features, right? And we mm-hmm. review like a Dracula and a Frankenstein movie in each one. So we have mm-hmm. them as pairs, and mm-hmm. then. Okay. At the end of the series, this there's four of them. We have mm-hmm. to pick who has the better se- who's the better like, you know. Oh, so it's Dracula. Movies. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Or Dracula movies better, or Frankenstein movies better. We just watched a bunch of 
Interesting, interesting. Okay, I like that. I that's that's I fun. Yeah. It's a lot of work, though. That's we like fun. two movies per episode for like a yeah. month. So I don't know. <laughs> that's just maybe a bit well, the, well, yeah. Well, maybe it's something we can think about. And yeah, if people like the idea, maybe they can sound off in the yeah. comments or whatever. I would <laughs> um, just review a bunch of Dracula movies in a month. And then at the end, <laughs> the audience vote on what the best Dracula movie was. I don't know. And we I give it a prize. <laughs> <laughs> Tim will send okay, it his, it his dick statue that was used in a, a, a murder sure. scene in a clock of arms. <laughs> Always nice to do a callback to a joke we made off air, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can. Oh, did we do that off air? Shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's it's probably not going to make sense because. <laughs> well, there was a whole but, story about Brett Ratner having yeah. the dick statue from a clock of arms. There was a whole thing that Tim told me about before. <laughs> the show started right that's, that's what it was but yeah for the record though maybe yeah we'll we'll present some type of prize to the the stoker estate i guess <laughs> the stoker estate would it did i i think what i must say is it stroker or stoker now stoker there's no stroking anything it's stoker but i got confused because there's a movie called stoker as well there is a very good movie. Yeah, so and I was like, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I I remember several people thinking that was going to be a vampire movie because it was called Stoker. <laughs> mm, it was a good movie, but yeah, probably could have used a vampire. <laughs> I quite, I quite like that movie. That was a, uh, I think that was Park Chan Wook's first English speaking film. I believe you are correct. Um, but it was good. I liked that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. but uh, yeah, Dementia Thirteen, which we should talk about. <laughs> uh, so we'll start spoiler free as we always do. We'll give you warning mm. in the middle before we get spoilers. So this movie, I had no idea what this was about before we watched mm-hmm. it. You know, I put it, I'd heard of it, I put it on the devote, and it won. So I was like, okay, right, let's, let's watch Dementia Thirteen. That's usually how this works. And <laughs> yeah. so it starts off, and it's like this this guy and his wife, like they're on this lake in a boat, and he's having a heart attack, or he's or he's having like he's, he's got a weak heart, so he has pills for his heart, and his <laughs> pills are empty, so he dies. But the wife clearly wants the inheritance that is going to come from his mother. So she dumps him in the lake and she goes to visit his family in Ireland because they've got this like yearly ceremony because they, they have this like yearly memorial for his sister that died when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. And her plan... Sounds healthy. <laughs> yeah. Her plan is to try and scare the mother to death so that like mm-hmm. he will get the inheritance. But whilst everyone still thinks he's alive, she fakes a letter saying that he's went to New York for business. So mm-hmm. she's planning to pretend he's still alive for just long enough that the mother will die so that she can mm-hmm. get the inheritance mm-hmm. even though he'll never be able to shop and like re- sign for or receive it in any way shape or form <laughs> there's some flaws in her plan here but yeah <laughs> that's essentially the gist of it but when she gets to the house in ireland uh that she's told that it's haunted and the movie takes some unexpected turns from there in fact mm-hmm. the, the first thing i'd probably compare it to bizarrely not on plop so much but i would actually mm-hmm. compare it a lot to psycho which came out a few years earlier mm-hmm. in the sense mm-hmm. that it's about her with this like scheme, right? It's, it's kind of a thriller because she's got this like evil plan and she's trying mm-hmm. to enact it. And then about thirty minutes into the movie, it just takes this sharp turn, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, it's actually a horror movie. I mean, I knew it was a horror movie because you know I, I didn't put it on the vote yeah. without knowing that. But like, because I was kind of sitting, is this really a horror movie? Did we pick something that was kind of more of a thriller? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like thirty minutes, and it's like, nope, nope, here it is. Here's the horror stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, Tim, did you enjoy Dementia 13? Uh, so I'd actually seen this before, uh, mostly because um, it was mentioned uh, in a book by Stephen King called uh, Dance Macabre, which uh, it's uh, this book that he did, which is kind of like all of his 
musings on the horror genre. Uh, so, you know, kind of talks about what he likes about it and some of his like favorite horror movies and stuff. And uh, I had like a little list of some of the movies he mentioned. So I actually got this a long time ago and watched it, but I didn't um, remember a ton of it. So, you know, I was, uh, and especially like when we do like these older movies, I can, I don't know if this is considered like a classic or a cult classic or something, but you know, you kind of want to be like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. Like there's a reason why it's, you know, stuck around and it's, mm. uh, you know, this work from this famous director and stuff. But I mean, honestly though, I gotta say I wasn't crazy about it. I mostly was just kind of bored by it. Like, um, there's definitely some good stuff in it. Like, um, you know, the, I, I think the, there's not a ton of like uh i feel like horror moments like when they do happen they're pretty cool um but for the most part yeah, i was kind of just bored i don't really care about you know stuff about you know rich families and you know kind of you know these squabbling and fighting for inheritance like which i feel like is kind of <laughs> most of the movie and i don't know that stuff um you know just kind of bored me <laughs> unfortunately yeah, that's fair. Like, I, I, like, I don't even know what you'd call this. So you said, is, is it a classic? Is it a cult classic? I think it's closer to a cult classic in the sense that mm. I don't think it's an it's a movie that's like got this reverence. It's not in the list yeah. of movies with Psycho and the Birds and. I, I should say I actually do own it, but I I have like a DVD that's like ten cult classics on mm. DVD, and this is one of them. So, I mean, if we're going by the DVD I own, then technically it is a cult classic. Yeah. I I rented the, the place I rented because there was only one store online I could find that it was like renting it uh, digitally, and oh, yeah. the place I rented it from was in HD, but the audio quality was kind of rough. Like I felt like it was kind of harsh in my ears, and it was like kind of unpleasant to listen to actually. There... But... Yeah, there were actually some times uh, when I was watching the DVD, like it's, you know, I, I guess, you know, it's like very, you know, it's an older, very early movie. Maybe, you know, um, I don't know if it, it was preserved that great or just the, the, you know, DVD they put out maybe probably wasn't the best. Again, it's like 10 cult classics on DVD for four ninety nine. It's probably not. It's a bargain bin thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but there was definitely like, you know, scenes where I was like, I can't really tell what's going on or yeah, I can't really hear that well. Yeah, there was definitely lines of dialogue. It took me like my years a couple of lines to adjust to how it sounded because the mm. first couple of lines I was like, "What did they just say?" Um, <laughs> and so, and I've got plenty of movies from this era that sound great on on Blu-ray and stuff. So sure, yeah, clearly it's it's more just that this needs remastered. Uh, and maybe that's mm. another sign that it's not that great a movie that no one's actually bothered to put in the yeah. time and effort <laughs> to 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 spruce it up. Um, mm. I I don't think it's a bad movie though. I, I think it's an interesting lot sure. of work. I, I think. Yeah. Is a film by Francis Ford Coppola. I think it's a really interesting, like, experimental little film that he did before he went on to do. Because this, this is seven years before, like, Godfather, maybe nine years before Godfather, actually. Because um, Godfather. Is it his first movie? Or? I don't know if it's his first movie. Let me check. Let me let me go and click at his name and see what. I would assume, like, if not, probably one of his his first. Yeah, yeah. Assume it's the early one. Um, it. Well, Hannes's producer credits. Let me. IMDb's mm. failed me and defaulted to producer. <laughs> Director, here we go. So, it wasn't his first movie. He had two two full feature lengths to his name before okay. this. He had The Bellboy and the Playgirls. <laughs> and of he course. had Tonight for Sure. What was The Bellboy and the Playgirls? <laughs> mm. The Bellboy is after more than just big tips. Mm. That makes sense. He probably wants uh, a promotion. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's also got raunchy comedy from 1962. So, <laughs> and if there if there was ever a time period for raunchy comedies, it was 1962 for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, just just a quick uh, <laughs> a quick little aside. Mm-hmm. When you're dogging on IMDb, I don't like what is with these like websites and search engines and stuff. When you like type something in, and it doesn't automatically give you like the first result, like just like a you know, like for example, or something like yeah, if you want to look up like a Halloween movie or something, and like you know, Halloween's like not like like you know the first whatever you know ten eleven results like should be Halloween movies, but instead like I don't know, I feel like you always get like these weird random you know TV episodes uh, you know titled something or uh, I don't know some actor with a similar name or something. It just annoys me when it's like. <laughs> How are you not finding the thing I'm very clearly looking for? I'm going to tape at Halloween time and see what comes up. That's just an example, but... <laughs> um, so, t- when I actually press enter, the first thing that comes up is... However, the first thing that comes up in the autofill, right? The second mm-hmm. thing is Halloween from last year. The first one is called Scary Good. Classic chills and modern day thrills at IMDb's Guide to Horror. So clearly that's them promoting see? that. <laughs> they, they, they want you to find that. So, so they're making a point of putting that there. The second Jesus thing Christ. after Halloween, though, from last year is actually Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm sorry. If someone's looking up Halloween, they ain't looking for Goosebumps 2. <laughs> I, can't, I actually understand the logic to this one, though, is I think, mm-hmm. I've noticed this before, is that IMDb... They kind of prioritize things that are in the last like six months to a year over older stuff. So, even though mm-hmm. that's less relevant to the search Halloween, because underneath that it's all the Halloween movies, right? It's what you expect. It's Halloween, Halloween mm-hmm. 2007, Halloween 2, Halloween H2O, so on. Okay. Boo 2, I mean, Medea Halloween, piss off. Um, <laughs> right? It may, it's everything that makes sense. But I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. It could be frustrating. It drives me crazy. It could be frustrating. So. Mm-hmm. It's not. I think the movie's okay. Like I, I think it had some atmosphere in places. I, I kind of mm-hmm. liked how uh, it's. It felt kind of extreme for a, a 1962 movie or a 1963 mm-hmm. movie, rather. Uh, honestly, like when I actually got to the 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 violence, like sure there was cutaways, there was things that obviously felt different to what it would be later. But I'm so used to like the type of things you would see in movies of this era, and there was a lot more like dead bodies being dragged around. There was like blood kind of flowing, like. It felt a little bit more extreme from what I expect from the era, so it, it feels like it was kind of an exploitation movie almost for 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 nineteen sixty three, which is interesting. So, I I think is is it a great movie on its own? Not really. It's kind of it's got some interesting parts to it. I I think it's mostly a curiosity to see like a Coppola movie like before he started like making his big famous movies. I didn't regret watching it though. It was it was a decent enough seventy five minutes. I wasn't you know you said you were bored. I I wouldn't say I said I was bored too much. Mm-hmm. I would have said that I was intrigued for the most part. When it did take that turn about thirty minutes in, I went, oh okay, interesting. Here we go. Here we go. This yeah. yeah. Um, but there was things that definitely whiffed. I I thought like the actual plot of the movie felt like it was. Like, I I actually think it's too short. I think seventy five minutes wasn't enough time to actually set up the characters in a way where the payoffs at the end actually felt like they made any kind of sense or had any weight to them. Because I got to the end and it felt like they just quickly like dealt with it and explained it as, you know, mm-hmm. as quickly as humanly possible. You know, one of the characters, the Doctor character, just kind of stumbles into the horror, <laughs> essentially. And then it's over within like two minutes. It's kind of weird how quickly it just wraps up. 
It's almost like, ah, oh, no, we don't have time to actually shoot anymore. Let's just quickly, you know, finish this. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a bit strange, but um, it's not bad. I, I think if you've got access to it and you need a, a, a short little horror movie, maybe this Halloween or this October to squeeze in there, get those numbers up, then it's not a sure. bad one to throw in, but it's, it's not mm-hmm. something I'd like, ah, you have to see Dementia 13. It's a classic. It's, you know, notable for all these reasons. Yeah, it doesn't, like, uh, yeah, kind of live up to maybe... And uh, I, I think maybe I, I had high hopes because of like reading about it in uh, Dance Macabre and stuff and being like, oh, like, you know, this is a movie Stephen King like, you know, it's probably, you know, this kind of hidden gem of like, you know, really cool cult classic that, you know, not a lot of people talk about. And, you know, I feel like it really doesn't live up to that. But it's, yeah, I mean, I, I am glad that I've seen it because, you know, there's enough um, interesting stuff in it, I guess. But, yeah, I don't really have much of a desire to watch it again anytime soon. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so I suppose we'll, we'll give the spoiler warning so we can just talk about the movie mm-hmm. then um, in general. So so I actually quite like the actress who plays, uh, was, was, was it Louise? Louise. Yeah, was the, yeah. Was the main, the wife who like, you know, kind of murders her husband accidentally, kind of. Yeah, she's actually really good. I, I liked yeah. her a lot. She had this kind of like likable, mischievous kind of attitude to her. As she was kind of like inquiring about what was what went on at the house and about the the, the sister who died, and she's yeah. essentially trying to set up with this scary thing to happen in the lake. She like steals some of the, the daughter's old dolls so that they'll they'll rise to the, the surface of the lake in the morning. Because yeah, because yeah, the the mother is like kind of like the mother thinks like that or like believes in like ghosts and like weird mm. stuff like that, and then the whole point is kind of trying to yeah scare the mom into like dying so you can get that inheritance. Pretty much, yeah. It's a convoluted plan, but it, it, like, <laughs> it, it's kind of delightful in its untwisted way. Yeah. But she, she, as she's doing this, like, and she has some fun sort of creeping around the house, finding these things, mm-hmm. and I, I think maybe the movie suffered a little bit because I liked her more than any other characters, so, That's you know, true, yeah. but in spoilers, she gets killed at this 30 minute. This is mm-hmm. why I was compared to Psycho. It's very Janet Lee and Psycho, where yeah. she's the main character, she's the one you're following, and then all of a sudden she's like hacked to pieces with an axe and it's like it's and a great moment get, but yeah and yeah like she like comes like uh you know she's down in the lake and then i, I think this was something that i kind of had trouble seeing did she see something in the lake that yeah, like, scared this, her it was the the body of uh like adult Kath, kathleen the sister kathleen oh the, the dead sister because it's because okay. there's a tombstone under the lake that someone put there that we find out about later yeah I, I think it was supposed to be a dead body, but just uh, again, yeah. maybe my the DVD was like really hard quality, but it was kind of hard to make out exactly what it was. But yeah, she gets scared, and then you know she comes up, and there's this like a uh, you know axe wielding maniac, which is really cool. I love that like this moment, I I liked a lot. Yeah, and um, I kind of wish I I think maybe. You know, that, that was my problem is, uh, and sure, I guess it's not supposed to be the focus of the movie, but I kind of wanted more of this, you know, uh, axe maniac. Like he shows up like, what, one more time or? Um, uh, well, twice. A few uh, more times. Including, including the ending is twice at least. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I liked it and it almost kind of makes it feel like a, like, ooh, this is almost kind of like a, a slasher, like, yeah. you know, in the 60s or something. Because but... up until this point, there was no indication there was, like, killings going on. There was no indication mm. that there was a murderer of any kind. So this was genuinely kind of surprising, not knowing anything about the movie, that this axe just starts coming down at her, and she's, you know, her, and her body's been dragged along the ground as it's dead, and I was like, this is actually mm. kind of, I mean, sure, it cut away from the actual hacking, you don't see any, like, you know, axe get into anything or anything like that, but... Mm-hmm. Her being dragged across the ground when she's dead, actually, and in her underwear, felt a lot more graphic than I, I'm, I'd expect from this era. So that really stuck out Definitely. to me. 
Yeah. Um, here's the thing. So I agree that it was hard to tell what she saw in the lake. I actually went back and looked at it again because like, I, like, I didn't really see what it was the first time the shot happened. So like five <laughs> seconds later, but you know what? I don't even know what she saw there. And so I, I went back 10 seconds and looked at it again. And I was like, okay, it's a body. I can kind of see the face there. Okay, right. I'm, I'm seeing what it is. Funnily enough, the second time the axe murderer shows up, because every time he shows up, because this first time it's at night, and it sort of shows you this shot looking up at him as he's like bringing the axe down, but he's kind of in silhouette, right? So you can't really see who he is. The yeah. second time he's in, it's in daylight, and they try to do the same thing again. When he's in silhouette, and he's killing as like a duck hunter who we meet once earlier in the movie, who is then <laughs> yeah. like you know killed by the axe murderer. The second time, despite the fact that they're doing this silhouette thing, and despite the fact that we're, we've, we've admitted that there's certain moments in the film where it's hard to see what's going on, I could actually see who it was. Like they didn't actually, oh, really? they, 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 like I, I think it was just like the, the the this part of his head, the top of his head, the way his hair curled. I knew exactly what character it was, and I knew who the killer was from that point on. And I don't think it'd have been that shocking anyway, because like honestly, it was sure. one of two people, and I felt like <laughs> one was the obvious red herring, and the other one was the one who it was going to be. But yeah. it was just like, okay, I know who the killer is. It felt like a whiff on the the filmmaker's part. Like, wait, I can see who this is. Yeah, <laughs> it's not hidden. <laughs> It's the brother. It's not the, the brother that is mm. kind of angry that everyone would think it would be. It's the other one who's yeah. kind of sensitive. What a shock. Mm. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm shocked here. <laughs> Look at me be shocked. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, those are the big surprises of the movie. Um, yeah. The, the, the other plot point is that the, the doctor who's around, uh, who's the one actor, the reason why the, the Clockwork Orange story came up before mm. we started was that oh, yeah. uh, the doctor's played by Patrick McGee who was in A Clockwork Orange. He was the husband and the couple who are assaulted in Clockwork Orange. He's the doctor in this movie, and he is uh, concerned for the health of the of the mother. Who and he's like, "Hey, all this nonsense!" And someone's trying to scare her, and he's wanting the, the lake to be drained to find the tombstone. And he's very skeptical, and the brothers kind of get annoyed at him that he keeps kind of poking his nose in. At the end of the movie, he just kind of like. He just finds the dead bodies that have been piling up over the movie, and there's not really anything to like lead him there. He just kind of like saunters into this like little side house, and I'm like yeah. they've been here the whole time. It, it felt just such a, a rushed thing to do to like get to this point in the movie. Uh, there was just there was, yeah. a, there was a couple of elements like that where it felt like you didn't spend time setting this up or like building to this moment or any of that kind of thing. You just kind of did it, um, and that was kind of weird. Yeah, it is a little abrupt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say more there, Tommy. It was abrupt. No, I, uh, yeah. Your comment Abruptly was ended. abrupt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you were abrupt about the abruptness. Uh, but like, it, it just it kind of happens. And once that mm. happens, like uh, Richard and his bride to be, who are the other main characters, Richard's one of the brothers, mm. the one who you think is more likely to be the killer. He and his you know wife are kind of like making out somewhere. And then she comes oh, yeah. out and... Because the one recurring theme in the movie is that this dead body of the of the sister keeps popping up before the killings happen. And mm-hmm. she sees the body, like, floating in the water or in the ground. And she goes to, like, touch it. And then you just hear her, get away from her! And it's the other brother comes out with the axe. And he struggles with Richard, so the brothers struggle a little bit. And then the doctor shoots the bad guy. Yeah. And <laughs> kind of just explains, ah, he went crazy. He pushed his sister in the lake all those years ago. And he basically made this wax like doll of her, of his sister so he could protect her because he felt guilty. And so anyone who gets near her, he, he murders with an axe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was trying to remember um, 
the name of the girl from Friday the 13th Part 7. <laughs> I was trying to, to make a joke about resurrecting the body from the lake and accidentally resurrecting Jason. I, but... I think you'll... Fa- I, do you know what? See, when you started that sentence, I'm like, I'm not going to know what this is. And then you said Part 7 and then it immediately came to me. The name is yeah. Tina. Tina, that's how I thought. Uh, I kept thinking Carrie, because obviously, but... <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Whatever, whatever the joke would have been, you can just imagine it and know it would have been hilarious. This is assemble your own joke. The show we give you the elements yeah. and then you just kind of put them together yourself on your end. Whatever's funniest to you guys. I can't do every joke for you, Jesus. We're not. We're not making that much money yet. <laughs> yeah. So so dementia thirteen is is. I mean, that, Why is it called that? <laughs> Well, he he has dementia, and he it's been thirteen years since the sister drowned. I don't know. <laughs> it may be. <laughs> it may be thirteen years. I mean, uh, what's funny though is it. I, to be I, fair, I, I, I should say I love the title because I love sure. just weird words that, like, I don't know why they're together, but sure. <laughs> Sure, uh, but no, I, 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 I kind of like I love the swerve when the horror, the axe murderer comes in. But it, the movie does kind of lose something after that when the most interesting character who we're following is suddenly not there anymore. Because I kind of felt like okay, she was our protagonist. Who's who's the main character now? And there wasn't like a replacement for her. It, it just kind of cut around the rest of the characters then for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And it felt a little bit unfocused from that point on in terms of uh, like a just a narrative narrative focus. Uh, which yeah. I think su- made it suffer a little bit, even though there was some scenes that to, to have fun with after that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that sh- opening 30 minutes is probably the strongest, and the Axe Murderer oh, is kind yeah. of the ending of that 30 minutes, and that's kind of your your little short mm-hmm. movie that you could just sort of have and not explain anything with. Yeah, like, I mean, even the, you know, the opening scene I like when, you know, they're on the rowboat, just the just the way it looks, you know, mm-hmm. in black and white and where, you know, the water is so dark and everything. Like, you know, it's kind of cool oh yeah i will say despite the fact that we criticize that there's sometimes the the quality makes it hard to see certain things the actual cinematography i think is pretty solid for the most yeah. part like i think there's a lot of shots of her in the boat when she's looking like down at her husband's body and stuff like that they just have this really yeah. good kind of look to them just this atmosphere uh you know it's just like black and white but like it's night time so it's just pitch black behind her and it's just a stark white face in hair just kind of like in the middle of the frame yeah. it looks quite good like it has this kind of eerie feeling to it yeah, it's definitely cool stuff like that. And um like I, I wouldn't say maybe that it's like the most like memorable uh score, but I did like the music. Like, you know, it does feel very of that time, but sometimes I, I kinda like, you know, going back to like, oh, this is you know, that kind of like sixties horror, you know, yeah. sound to it. So like, you know, it, it fits with that aesthetic and everything. Oh, I agree. I like the music as well. Uh, especially when it went into the sort of the higher piano stuff where it was kinda Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and like like the, like there's like good like stuff when yeah, obviously like when the axe murderer appears and stuff, there there's like good stings and stuff there. Yeah. No. It's it's kind of an interesting movie just in it's like yeah, it's not a great one overall, but there's mm-hmm. it's it certainly wasn't a bad watch and it certainly has some things going for it really. Okay. Like, as much yeah. as okay, we we we've tangent a lot in this, so it's not like there's that much to talk about in the grand scheme yeah. of things compared to other movies. But I think what is there to talk about is kind of at, at least curious. It's like okay, so this is this this weird experimental film from you know 
before horror movies became because it is kind of this not quite a slasher but it's like kind of getting towards it a little bit yeah like it feels like you know there's like slasher elements like kind of almost haunted house elements which yeah we obviously had haunted house movies before but you know it still feels like there's like a lot of stuff here that maybe hasn't been you know super popularized or mainstream yet which is interesting yeah, so we think there's something supernatural going on, and the twist is that there's actually just an actual mur- murderer uh, yeah. on the premises. <laughs> what does that sound like? What other movie does that sound like from the past couple of years? Oh. Just, <laughs> just for the record, right? Let's just point that out, that there's some similarities mm-hmm. to a certain oh, no. film. Oh, for sure. Of course, the <laughs> the big takeaway I I thought was like, oh, this very clearly influenced the boy. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a huge takeaway. <laughs> this, of course, is much better than the yeah. boy. It's not even not even close, but that's not comparable. Yeah. Actually, here's here's a here's a comment I want to make. So, the film's set in Ireland, right? And it it mentions that both mm-hmm. the wives that have married into the family are both American, so that's fine. Every other like, there's a couple of like servants who work there who've got Irish accents. All the mm-hmm. Irish family, though, none of them have Irish accents. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe they studied abroad or. Well, no, something. it's funny <laughs> you say that because the, the justification for mm-hmm. uh, was it Billy, the one who turns out to be the killer. Someone killer mentions that he get educated in America, so I guess well, that's the justification <laughs> that he lost his accent. But I'm like, yeah. seriously, come on, no one else has an Irish accent in, in your Irish <laughs> setting? Come on now. Come on. He should be walking out of the, the, the axe going, top of the morning to you, and off with your head. Yeah. You know, like, that was not an Irish accent. Well, I apologize. I can't do it. But This was before the days when, you know, actors knew how to do accents. Uh-huh. <laughs> On that bombshell, <laughs> like I mean, clearly that it was a lesson that um, Francis Ford Coppola would learn later when he did <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula. By then, he would know <laughs> that his actors would have to <laughs> do accents. What you're saying is, is he has a long-established history of having actors not do proper accents. That's yeah. what you're saying to me. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> yes, For, thir- thirty years apart, and he still had that problem. Interesting. But uh, that is uh, that's Dementia 13. So mm-hmm. it's a short movie, and it's mm-hmm. definitely got its faults. But I don't think it's a bad movie. I think there's some interesting yeah. facets in there. Yeah. So, yeah. What are you rating it, Timmy? You know, this might be a little unconventional, but I think in honor of the movie, I'm actually going to give it a 13. <laughs> <laughs> given that you started this but say you didn't like it that much that's, that's particularly notable I guess I guess uh, if I can't do 13 out of 10 though I guess my actual score would probably be a, a 5.5 um, which I, I mean it might be a little harsh but again I can't really deny that I was like you know bored throughout a, a lot of the movie but there was still stuff that I like so I, yeah, I'm gonna bump it over and not you know, say that it was like a bad movie or a movie I hated, but uh, I, I would say you know it was like an okay movie with a few things I liked, but you know didn't really reach uh, you know any upper echelons of like ooh I, I love this or this was fantastic or whatever. I think I liked that a little bit more than you did. Mm-hmm. I will probably go with a six point five. Uh, not quite there to call it good, like you know, which is what I'd say mm-hmm. a seven is, but 
I, I think it's kind of bordering on there, and there's enough going on that I think it's worth checking. If you, if you like the idea of checking out some oh, sure, yeah. smaller films from this era, I think it's got some things in there that are, are worth checking out. You can definitely feel the inspiration from Psycho, which was only a few years earlier. You know, it was 1960. Mm-hmm. This is kind of maybe... Like, I don't know if there was much of a boom of, like after Psycho that there was after Halloween for slashers, mm-hmm. but certainly it feels like this was maybe something that did, get, did exist because of Psycho. Um, but hey, so that is Dementia 13. So if you've seen the movie, you can let us know what you thought of it in the comments below. Mm-hmm. You can like and subscribe. Mm-hmm. You can do all that stuff. You can support us over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash TV. If you want to support Screams After Midnight and all the other shows we do on the channel, you can do that over there for as little as a dollar per month. In fact, starting this month, we're going to be doing an exclusive bonus episode in the $1 tier for patrons. So there'll be an extra Ooh. episode uh, sometime this month. So you can look forward to that. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, that is, uh, that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys. And we will see you next time.